All right, everybody, welcome to BO Boys for Monday, December 18th. Fuck it. It's yes, a rock. Yes, We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. We had to give it to him. You know, we've been going to the effort. He he called oh, two us weeks on in the a row. He played it last week. I did. He, I was lubricated. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we had we had the company party, Kirk. Well, of course, the, the, the dulcet tones you're hearing right now, of course, mm. is Podcast Jesus himself. It's a very merry Kirkmas. Welcome, Kirk <laughs> Minahan is here with What's us. Up, guys? Kirk, Kirk, has there been? Have you guys had your bar stool holiday parties yet? Has that? Has yeah, that the, happened? they had in New York. The street continues. I have not been. I have never been to a bar stool party. I never went to a party at the old radio station. I'm not. I'm not a big holiday part. I get. I'm, I'm, I don't drink anymore. So you know, yeah. I go to bed. This is you got. I mean, it's a late night for me. So I, I, I'm an early to bed guy generally. So no, no, no. no. Well, the thank you for for staying no, up past your bedtime, doing the overnight shift here. Did you ever do the <laughs> overnight shift back in the radio days? Were you two a.m. talking to maniacs? Twelve to six a.m. was syndicated at that point for us. So I did ten to twelve early on in my career a couple of times. Ten, and you would get the people driving home when the snow was bad. You get the plow drivers calling. You get the guys screaming at you about you know Terry Francona or Belichick. Mm. And, you know, yeah. But that was the late, latest I ever went was uh, ten to midnight. Yeah, I, I, me and Clayton always talk about how, you know, of course, there's so much news. We wish we could do five days a week of the BO mm-hmm. boys, drive, drive time. time three hours a day. Absolutely. So it would be fun to do a 3 a.m. terrestrial radio BO boys and see who's calling up, you know, mm-hmm. get the truck drivers in the middle of the night calling up about this Wonka opening, see what their take oh. is. I stop at truck stops all the time. They're telling, they're, they talk about May, December. They talk about the mm-hmm. Iron Claw. They care about that stuff, you know, is, you know, is uh, Oppenheimer going to win Best Picture? This, this stuff these guys care about. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's not that outlet for them, but no, you know, no. listen. You could email us the Bo Boys Podcast at gmail.com. Not as quick as a radio call, but you know, we still get to it. So, Clayton, let's get into it. This is a huge weekend. Wonka Open. So, could you give us a very merry Kirkmas plow for the weekend of Friday, December fifteenth? Number one, Wonka made $39 million in its opening frame. Number two, The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes made $5.8 million, down 38%. It lost 374 theaters. It's at $145.2 million in its fifth weekend. Number three, The Boy and the Heron made $5.1 million, down 60%. It added 120 theaters. It's at 23 Point one million dollars in its second weekend. Number four, Godzilla minus one made four point eight million dollars, down forty three percent. It added eighty two theaters. It's at thirty four point two million dollars in its third weekend. Number five, Trolls Band Together made four million dollars, down thirty four percent. It lost two hundred ninety four theaters. It's at eighty eight point six million dollars in its fifth weekend. Number six, Wish made $3.2 million, down 40%. It lost 310 theaters. It's at $54.2 million in its fourth weekend. Number seven, Christmas with the Chosen, Holy Night, made $2.6 million in its first frame. It is a fathom event, so it added some more coin during the week, 4.6 in total. Number eight, Napoleon, made $2.2 million, down 46%. It hemorrhaged theaters losing 749 is at 57 million dollars in its fourth frame 
Number nine, Renaissance, a film by Beyonce. There's a film. An event. It's right. It might be a typo. Made $2 million down 63%. It also hemorrhaged some theaters. Eight, uh, 819. It's a 30.8 in its third weekend. And number 10, in expansion, Poor Things made $1.2 million. That's a increase of 93%. It added 73 theaters. It is at $2.2 million in its second weekend of release. And that is the top 10. Wow. So, Kirk, there's so many movies there we haven't had a chance to touch on you with mm-hmm. you. So let's get some quick hits. Sure. Number number two, Hunger Games, Ballad of Songbirds and Snake. This was a real, you know, the month leading into this, the that that this is a movie that easily could have bombed. And, you know, the Rachel Ziegler factor, it seemed like between that and Snow White, she was going to become a, a, a someone that gets lost of time. But it's a big hit. Have you seen this film? Is there any, is, what's the Harry Minahan factor on this one? Is he into these Hunger no, Games? No, Harry Minahan factor low on this one. Uh, no go, but this seems like people I talk to just, they just like the movie. Like it actually is a mm-hmm. movie that people like. So it has some, some legs. I think if it wasn't great, you would have seen it take a real hit, but this movie is going to go over 150 easily. Like this is a nice, and I've heard you guys talk about this. I do think it's kind of appealing that it's a one-off. Like you're mm-hmm. not going to be invested for, you know, what's probably going to be the next two movies, like six terrible hours on this. Although now, you know, who's to say if it makes 170, 180, will they then force another one in there? Um, I don't know, but it's a nice little like sort of because I thought I'm with you. I was kind of with the Ziegler Snow White backlash. I was like, this is this kind of, but I thought the trailer was always pretty good. So, mm-hmm. um, no, nice little, nice little like medium, uh, late in the year hit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it definitely is going to get a sequel. There's yeah. no way Lionsgate could let this. And at some point, they'll try and get the cast across. So, I mean, the thing they're obviously trying to do is can they get J Law? in one of these sequels for a cameo, mm, right, right? You know, and, and maybe the fact that this was a hit makes that more possible for her. You know, she yeah. probably had to like stay away if, if you know, that this could have been a bomb and she didn't want to be, but maybe they get her in a sequel. Um, so yeah, there's that one Godzilla minus one. Have you seen this? This is a little bit of a phenomenon. This was a Harry Minahan, Kirk Minahan uh, night out. Wow. Or afternoon out. Yeah, the boys were out and we had a good time. Yeah, this was, this is, pro- I mean, I'm not going to give you guys my top 10 list of the year yet. I won't do it. You have to drag me back for that. Well, you got to save it for your TikTok. You know, yeah, the- right. Oh, that's true. It's a good point. Yeah, you got to put the hat gotta, on. Yeah, I got to yeah. put the hat on backwards yeah, at some yeah. point. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's going to be on there. I think it's going to be on there. It was really good. Like, I'm not wow. surprised. You get closer to 10 than one. Um, but, but I really, I liked it. Harry liked it. Um, I'm not a huge, like massive Godzilla guy. I have no relationship with Godzilla. Like mm-hmm. the first Godzilla I really remember was that terrible Broderick movie in 98. Yeah. Right. Um, with the Cisco and Ebert, uh, stand. You're right. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Mayor Ebert. Correct. That's right. But I, I, I liked it. Good. I'm not surprised at all that it's done well. Um, uh, and I wonder now if it's now we're going to get. I, well, I'm sure we will get another Godzilla here in the next year or two. It's a franchise that will not go away, but I, I, I really, really like it. It's probably the movie I've liked the most in like the last month or two. I think I've seen in the theater. Did you miss the presence of Kong in there? Because listen, we're, you know, not mm. to be jingoistic, but we're all red blooded Americans right. here. Kong is our, well, you're not really local guy. Yeah. Right. Well, I, I travel right. already or right. around, but I do admit it. Right. Yeah. I admit yeah, that yeah. I'm American when asked. When sure, right, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't. I did not. I did not. No, I enjoyed it. I, I knew I was getting coming going in. 
I knew it was going to be. Um, and no, like solid B plus A minus good film experience. I'm glad I saw on the big screen. No complaints. When I walked out of that theater. Mm-hmm. And it was made for $15 million supposedly. Right. And we're also hearing that that might be high. Uh, so, you know, obviously we're not talking about like work practices and things like that, but why can't America make movies that cheaply? Like why, why is everything have to be 200, $250 million when if we even did half that and had half of a, a, a movie as good as this Godzilla, like what is wrong? Yeah. Why can't they make them for like 70 million? That's what I want. Yeah. Like when I see something's $300 million, I'm not, I'm not seeing it. You know, I, yes. I and the horror movies obviously seem like that's about the closest you're going to get to that is 15 or 20 million for these kind of movies. But you're right. Like, you know, I didn't see um, uh, the Marvels. Mm-hmm. but it costs like $300 million and people told me it looked terrible. So mm-hmm. I don't, it's a good question. I don't know. And I, at some point I would think that they see things like this, but then they'll bring the director of that movie over here and they'll give that director $220 million to do a Marvel movie. It'll stink. Like this yeah. is like guaranteed the next five years. Kirkman and guarantee that yes. is going to happen in the next five years. No yes. question. The, the Godzilla minus one guy will make a terrible $400 million fantastic four movie. Right. And at the end, you know, Harry Styles will walk out again with like, you know, whatever Peter Dinklage or something. And everyone in the theater will go, Holy shit. And then they'll, and th- that'll be it. That'll be the entire experience. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. Has, yeah. Has Peter Dinklage. That's a good, that's such a great paycheck nowadays is to be oh, a, oh. a cameo in a stinger for a Marvel movie and never have to return. Right. Sign that contract. Yeah. They get them for a couple movies. Say you got to show up in all these different movies. Cause these movies ain't going to happen now. No. no. So Is that Pat Oswald? Is that right? Am I making yeah. that up? Pat Oswald? Yeah. Did he walk out with Harry Styles in that movie? Harry and I saw it. Am I making that up? I'm probably making it up. Uh, no, Pat Oswald's been in something. Okay. Did well, he, he was in the documentary the- about his wife. He Did was he in walk that. out of the movie? I don't believe that's a Marvel. I don't believe it's a Marvel character in that film. I don't so think could it, Kirk, could one it of those lifetime? Possible? I don't believe so. No, that could wasn't it, a Marvel character. He Nick wanted Fury to play that, one though. Yeah. That would yeah. have been good if Nick Fury was in that. Yeah. Yeah. Could it have been possible that when Harry Styles came on screen, Pat Oswald was in your theater and walked out? Yes, that could be. And then he did like a funny bit about Star Wars. Yes. That's mm-hmm. exactly what happened. I still remember it. You're correct. You're correct. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's a, he's a Massachusetts guy. So that's uh, what it was. Sure. Oh, yeah. He's a big stoolie guy, too. He loves me. Big fan. Yeah. Big stoolie. So sure he is. Um, <laughs> Trolls band together. I feel like that's not in any of our wheelhouse, but no. good for that movie. It's it's plugging along. Will that get to 100 guys or no? We, we, we're we talking about this. It feels like it's going to stall out in the 90s. Like yeah. holiday, holiday week? No, probably not. Huh? Too many other. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be right. tough with migration coming and Wonka out. I think trolls right. is is really going to get kicked to the side now. They yeah. had their they had their Thanksgiving, but I don't think they get to Christmas. Fair enough. I, I would say this hold by trolls mm-hmm. and wish bodes well for migration because it's showing these rats really need their cheese. They mm-hmm. are they are chomping at the bit for their cheese. And before and I know Kirk, we're going through the you know because we want to get your take sure. on wish. But I do need to say, before we get any further, there seems to be this pathological need to find success in these Disney movies. I'm reading people saying, (laughs) well, you know what? It only dropped 40%. This thing is a disaster. Stop it with that. I'm not going to give people Elemental. I'm not going to give people Wish. 
I'm not going to give them the Marvels. I'm not going to say any of these are successes in any stretch. What about when Soul gets re-released in January and does Bafa Bobo? So that, I mean, that is going to happen. We saw the poster last night. We saw the standee last night. They dragged it out, blew the dust off of it, sharpied the new date over it. Yeah. No, I mean, is it going to do... It's going to do re-release money. It's right. going to do Nightmare Before Christmas money. That's what it's mm-hmm. going to do, which is which is good for theaters. But that doesn't mean that it's going to make up for the you know money that Pixar and Disney and Marvel are just like hemorrhaging. Kirk, you're of course an avid listener of the show. You've heard yeah. Clayton rail yeah. against these Pixar movies. Mm-hmm. Time and time again, you know, he won't give Elemental its due. He's not going to give Wish any credit now for these holds. Do you feel like Clayton has been fair or do you feel like it all stems from Matt Bellany of the town snapped to Clayton when Clayton said that Pixar was creatively bankrupt? Sure. Said my kid loves them. And since then, do you think Clayton has had a grudge against Pixar or has he been fair as as an outside observer? I think both can be true, as a matter of fact. Mm -hmm. I think both can be true. I think. The, the appeal of Pixar now really is like 42-year-old men who walk out of these movies and like look at the sky and they're like, maybe one day I can fly too, like the old guy and up or whatever. Hey, maybe maybe my toy will talk to me today. And it's like, no, you're going to go to work tomorrow and be miserable like the rest of us. And these talking clay things are going to be no different in your life. No, they it is rooted in perversion, I think, Pixar, which oh, is okay. Wow. There's money. I mean, look, ask Larry Flint, my buddy Larry Flint, ask him. There's money in them perversion hills, you know? Right. But uh, no, he is, he, is, I think, you know, Matt uh, probably triggered a little bit. But again, like, I think Matt was triggered because there was a lot of truth in what Clayton was saying. I am team Clayton on this one. Right. No Thank question. You. you know, I, I, I'm Pixar, I'm Pixar out. I, I, now, where we probably disagree is I would give Elemental like a double because of its legs. Like, I would give it a double. Right. Which, yeah. right. which is not obviously Pixar, but it's, but it's, it's just a bomb, though. Like that's not even mm-hmm. that's like inarguable. What's it? It's like fifty million right now. Yeah, it is at uh, fifty-four million. Wow, I mean, that I mean, is. I mean, I mean, what are we? I mean, that's not even like that's not even. A, I don't care if it, it dropped forty percent from nothing. Forty percent of nothing is nothing. Well, that's the thing is you can't just look at the percentage drops. You have to look at what it was earning. And Elemental, listen, I'm not saying that it was a complete and total disaster, but I'm I cannot get on the train that this is a that that Pixar is on a positive trajectory, that right, it's right. coming back, that it is anything but on its last legs. That I can, even if a movie does decently. I think as a creative, and I, I'll stand by this, creatively. I think it's creatively bankrupt. And I don't think it's one of those things where it will never come back. But for the next few years, it's going to be this constant churn of either big sequels that are empty, vacuous, or it's going to be these small new movies that nobody gives a crap about because they are for 45-year-old Obama-era sort of parks and recreation-watching people. Wow, right. that I've never heard anything more damning than uh, deeming an entire audience Parks and Recreation fans. That right. that really puts it all into perspective. Now, to be are. fair, and and I I don't think this means there's any less creative bankrupt because it's an existing idea. Inside Out Two, I think, is going to make a zillion dollars next yeah. year. Like, yeah, it's, it could make a billion dollars worldwide. That's a movie like uh, Frozen, 
like Toy Story, this carried over to like multiple generations. Like it's yes. not just going to be the 46 year old frustrated guy who, you know, is going by himself to this, like the kid, their kid, this, th that, I, I think that's going to make a billion dollars worldwide next year. Yeah. Well, you know, Bellany's kids very much into ennui. So oh, that, that should be good. That's, <laughs> that's going to be big in that's the Bellany huge. household. Huge. I think, I, I agree. I think Inside Out 2 is going to be the one where that sad 48-year-old is going to think they're going on their own and be pleasantly surprised when their he's kid get, yeah, he's runs the out kid, with the he toy. He gets the kid for the weekend. He picks the kid up at Chick-fil-A yep. at the food court at the mall. Mm -hmm. And then before, he actually, you know, he's used to asking the kid, hey, you want to see a movie this weekend? No, Dad. I want to go home. I want to watch Dude Perfect. Yeah. You know, I want to listen to Boy With Uke. But now the kid's going to say, you know what, dad? Yeah, I remember that movie. I want to go see Inside Out with you and they'll hold hands and the dad will cry. It'll be okay. For a couple of hours, everything will be okay. Yeah. The yeah. dad will get to see the imaginary toy come back to life right. again. Yeah. It's the imaginary exciting. friend. He's like, Crying oh, person. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I agree. I think that's the generations. It's going to be the sad divorced dads and their kids coming mm -hmm. together Inside Out to yeah. billion dollars right there. Um, so. Other things out there, Renaissance of Film by Beyonce. Uh, Kirk exactly. settled this. Is this a film? It's film is in the title. Clayton no, is no. is saying this is an event. This is mm -hmm. a exhibition, I guess. I, I feel like it says film. It's shot with film cameras and released theatrically. To me, this is a film. There's a casualty of Taylor Swift. This is this didn't even happen. Like I, I'm listening. It's a nice little profit. I'm glad they do it. They should do more of it. It is not a film like a, a film. No, 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 no. This is just a thing. They put the, the put the cameras up and Beyonce is I'm not, you know, obviously a huge fan, but there's a massive talent. And now it's going to make how much do you think eventually we're talking like, I mean, it's stalling out at 30. So I, I don't know right, if this though. gets like, much higher. Actually, profit. Point. 32, oh, maybe. Yeah, it'll get to, like it, yeah. It, you know, I, I will say, obviously, this is a success. It's profitable. Theaters got to use it. It is. It is. Does end up being pretty underwhelming. You know, like we shouldn't have compared this. Would have been yeah. crazy to compare this to Taylor Swift. But I did think that this movie would do better than it ended up doing. You know, not that I thought this was going to make, you know, 80, 90 million, but to stall out at between 30 and 35, it does feel like this was a. I don't know if it's, it might be the release schedule. It probably did just come out too close to already yep. having had the Taylor Swift movie. And it just is like, if this came out six years ago, I think it's different. This happens to be, she's still yeah. hugely popular for us. This is like the peak of Taylor Swift. Everything was right. perfect. It was a perfect yeah. time for it. Right. I think if you had released Lemonade in theaters. Right, there you go. That's mm. when you get the Taylor Swift type big numbers here. Right. I just think Beyonce is not at the peak of her popularity. Right, right, right. Yeah. Or if the Meet Me in the Bathroom documentary had come out 2005, that movie makes, you know, maybe 200, 300 million dollars. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's uh, at the peak. So, um, Napoleon, did you end up seeing this, Kirk? I have not seen Napoleon. I have to admit, I haven't seen it either. I, wow. I it just felt like a homework assignment to me. I don't, I have to say, I like some of his movies. I actually find Ridley Scott to be a little overrated. And I don't yeah. like this late in the game chugging out seven movies a year, Ridley mm. Scott, that much. I'm getting a little, I saw they just announced another one. Um, yeah. It's actually Paul Bomb. Yeah. Um, this week. And now he's doing The Gladiator 2, which I, I'll go see just because I love Denzel. But I, I'm not, I, I, I will watch it eventually. 
I just don't. It. it I just avoided it. I, I, I didn't want to go near it. Gladiator 2 really gives me sort of that direct-to-video Jarhead 2 sort of right, right. feel. To it. It's like Gladiator 2, you couldn't call it something. I know Gladiator is the IP, but it's just very funny that it's Gladiator 2. It just does not – it doesn't have the sort of feel that Maverick had, right? Right. It feels like a knockoff. Uh, right. So that I think that does not bode well for it. it. At least it's not called Gladiator Presents – you know, a Maximus story or something like at least right there. They are, they are not giving it the American pie treatment. Mm-hmm. Good point. Yes. Um, would you Glad not, eater to the naked mile? You know, that would do it's some business bad. in certain areas for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Kirk, you wouldn't consider yourself then, a, you know, you said this felt like homework. You would not consider yourself a history channel dad. I kind of, well, I don't know. I watched, they did this JFK series, National Geographic, this three-part series on people who were still alive who were there that day. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I watched the whole thing. And I realized at one point I was watching it in my T-shirt, my boxers, and my white socks that were li- – literally, I was watching okay. it like that. So, so you are. I, yeah, yeah, I feel like I'm yeah. in. Yeah. I read, Transformation read, is complete. And I've read yeah. Napoleon biographies that are so boring. From page yeah. one, I was so bored all the way to the end. But, like, I read it. It felt it was torture. Right, yeah. right. Well, you yeah. those you were just trying to get life lessons, you know. Sure. Now, yeah, you yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So and I, and I just felt when I saw the trailer. I was like, this just looks, this just looks silly. Like, why, why, why are we doing this? Why is Ridley Scott doing this? Is that many films left? Why is Joaquin Phoenix doing this in his prime? Why mm-hmm. are we all doing this? It felt, it felt a little bit like that trailer in Tropic Thunder where Robert Downey Jr. and Tobey Maguire are in like a secret relationship. Yes. Remember that? That's what yes, it felt the like. Kept, one. Yeah. Yeah. I kept yeah. thinking about that one. Yeah. 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 That's never great when your movie feels like a fake movie in a comedy movie. Right. Yes. Um, so let's get into it then with the number one movie this weekend. It happened. Wonka, $39 million. It, I mean, this is a movie, another one, I would say a couple of months ago, or definitely when, when first trailers are dropping, it was starting to feel like, is this going to be a joke? Is this going to be a massive disaster? And instead, it made $39 million. I mean, I think that's a good number. And I think the big thing on this, uh, you know, tell me if you agree, the the legs are just going to be the story. I, I, it feels like Wonka is going to be a huge deal. I mean, what, what do you think, Kirk? What is your initial take on this Wonka opening weekend? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's not astounding total but it's a good total and i think you're right like second third it seems like people do like it so i don't know what, what do you guys think like 150 160 well, is that what's going to finish at? so i was just reading and i think you know this is of course we've been talking about a must subscribe scott mendelson's new Substack, the mm-hmm. outside scoop and not to you know we'll just take this one point because we don't want to give away all all his content don't here. take a full scoop just like no. a little tasting spoon a little exactly not the big not the big pooper scooper we're just doing a little teaspoon and mendelson you said scoop he, ice cream with a pooper scooper you know don't do that i'm saying okay and his never do that. one of his points was it's going to do at least three and a half multiplier of its opening weekend. He said that is to him, the floor of what this will do. So $40 million opening weekend, you're looking at one forty 
uh, additional. So he's thinking like 180 domestic total wow. is the floor for this movie. Thinks it'll do over 200. And the Johnny Depp version did like 205 domestic. So basically, if this legs out the way we think it can, the way Mendelssohn thinks it can, it, it has a chance of doing even more than the, the Johnny Depp, Tim Burton version. So, you know, it's uh, I think it's off to a good start. I think it's like you said, Kirk, it seems like people like this. You know, if this was a poorly reviewed movie, then it would be in trouble. Then we're talking what probably Aquaman 2 is going to be going through. Do we agree or disagree, guys? Uh, or, or I don't worry. Does this this is another IP hit? Does this yes. further the idea that Chalamet is a star? I've heard you guys talk about this. Or does it do nothing for that, or is it? Are we neutral? I mean, to, uh, I, I, where, where are we? I feel like this is the beginning of a coming out party for Timothy Chalamet as a true okay. star mm-hmm. with this movie, and then Dune Two. Right, mm-hmm. and I, I do think that a lot of the reason a certain demographic is going to see this movie is for Timothy Chalamet, because this skewed female, 54%, 60% of the audience, 18 to 34 largest demo being 18 to 24 at 33%, 10, 10% between 13 and 17. But I mean, kids aren't out of school yet. Once the kids get out of school, I mean, it's going to be a mob scene to see this Timothy Chalamet. Mm-hmm. I, I really do think, He's going to have the Bobby Soxers all in a tizzy. Mm-hmm. And I do think, yes, this is the start of a a rise of a big star. Good. About fucking time. Like, I'm waiting yes. for these guys to become a star. So he's now 27. When DiCaprio was 27, he was 2001. He was in that sort of that, other than the beach, kind of that abyss. Right. Then the next year, he did Catch Me If You Can. That was a big and, one. And uh, yeah. uh, Jesus, Gangs in New York, basically. Yeah. So it, that's kind of what I need. That's what I need now from Chalamet. Like I need him to do like a normal movie with like a normal kind. Like I don't need him to be like eating people or acting mm-hmm. like Wonka. I want to see him put like a suit on. I want to see him be like Daniel Caffey and a few good men or, you know, mm-hmm. you want him, him to be a lawyer. You want yeah, him to be in a, yeah, yeah. You want him to be in a, in a like court drama, which is what we all want. We, we all I, want, I want an adult I want to, to come him, back. Yeah. I want to see him be an adult. I want to see, can this guy not be sort of like the guy he was and, uh, Jesus, what was the ladybird? Uh, yeah, lady. I, I don't need him sitting on the top of a car being like whimsical. Like it's yeah. right. It's time now. It's graduation day. This is fine. You get your papers now. Now give me a few. Give me the firm. Give me a few good men. Give me something. You know, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go. I, I mean that that is though the modern movie star problem is who can open a movie as a lawyer as a lawyer who uncovers something unseemly. And then Michael B. Jordan couldn't do it a couple of years ago. He couldn't do it. So yeah, you know, do it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Leo could if he did it, but he's not going to do it. Right. Nobody. Right. Is the answer well, nobody? Well, I'm going to throw I'm going to throw four names out here okay. and let's, Ooh, like let's discuss who do we think has the best chance of being the movie star who could open a movie playing a lawyer. So we got Chalamet, mm-hmm. Austin Butler, mm-hmm. Tom Holland. And I had one other in my head a second ago, and I've lost it. But of those three, do we see any potential for any of them two years from now? They're opening a movie just playing a lawyer. Chalamet, Tom Holland, Austin Butler. Were you t- were oh, you and, thinking- and my fourth one. Here's my fourth one that I just remembered. You know, he's had IP hits. Robert Pattinson. 
You know, he's been a hit when he plays the Batman. He's had his indie movies that people like. He's, of Mm. course, a teen star. But can he just play a lawyer? None of these people have had hits on their own. Removed from my, just on their own. Like a guy, you know, crawling around the woods like the Revenant. Right. Or or a few good men. None of of that is. uh, I mean, Holland's the closest if you give Uncharted... That was like a wall. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's, yeah. it's video game IP, but I, it's not Mario. Like I think a lot of people went to that movie having no idea it was a video game. You know, right. I, I think Tom Holland, I can't see as a lawyer. Uh, he's too much of a baby face. Um, too young. Yeah. He, and um, Austin Butler, I mean, a Southern lawyer. I mean, I'm, you know, I Time wish to kill, that, would, it, would it be Austin Butler now? Is that yeah? I mean, I wish we would have seen the bike riders before this, so I could see right. how he did in that, and then be like, put a suit on that guy. Right, he's probably right. the closest. I think that so I too. Think can do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'd almost bet if if you're telling me three, four years from now, one of those people had a movie that made over ninety million dollars just playing a lawyer. Or like a, a cab driver who's on to some something, you know, that mm-hmm. other people don't see. Uh or in a midnight run type movie. Oh, you know, right. is 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 in a cop, he's a, a, a playing a cop and he's mm-hmm. you know, he's got a wacky partner. Like I feel honestly, it feels like Austin Butler has the best chance of that. But then I mean, we're here talking about Chalamet with Wonka and Doom. Yeah. Well, Chalamet's I mean, the biggest star right now, I think, yeah. in that group. I, I was, think so. Yeah. 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 But I, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, one of these guys will eventually go. It feels like Austin Butler has a grown up like face where Chalamet and Tom Holland still look like kids to me. Yeah. Yes. That yeah, may yeah. change. I mean, you know, the, those things do change. I hope for them to change. But yeah. Right. I mean, that was the Leo problem. And I think you mentioned mm-hmm. Gangs of New York. One of the sticking points and what bumped people was how he still sort of looked baby faced in that. And he was able to, of course, grow into this, this, uh, you know, genuine. Old, you know, male actor that people never think about like that anymore, unless they go back and are like, oh, he looked like a, a beautiful, like, you know, uh, God back in the day. And now he's sort of just a good looking guy, which is great. You want to have that sort of like right. trajectory. We've all aged into that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, if you um, do that, if you do that where it's a Southern or whatever female lawyer and it's Margot Robbie playing that, I don't think it does anything. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. I, I don't. I don't know if she on her own removed from. I. I. I maybe I don't. She has a couple of big franchises, so maybe. You yeah, know what? It she, would have she to hasn't be. Had that. It would have to be a Reese Witherspoon book club book adaptation. Oh, sure. Yeah. For right. her to be right. able to successfully right make that movie and have it make any money, that would be yeah. my thought. It has to be a book. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So Chalamet, he's the thing is this Wonka opening. It puts him at the top of the guys who are sure things if you pair them with an IP, you know, because mm-hmm. listen, we've seen plenty of actors who you you shove an IP up their ass and it still bombs, sure. you know, so right. uh, uh, Joe, what was that guy? Joe from Mars? Is that Taylor Kitsch? What was that movie? Oh, Clayton? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe John, Carter from uh, Mars. Uh, Mar- Carter? Yeah. John Carter from John Mars. John Carter on yeah. Mars. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, so you could, you could lead a, a horse to ip it doesn't mean it's going to drink so mm-hmm. with wonka we're seeing chalamet you know he took an ip that could have easily bombed you know doing a willy wonka remake in 2023 this was no slam doink 
So mm-hmm. you got to give him a lot of credit for the fact that this seems like it's going to work. But I mean, does Chalamet open Battleship? I mean, that was the other Taylor Kitsch bomb of that same year. So, like, do you think Chalamet opens Battleship? I, does Chalamet open Shoots and Ladders? Right, right. Mm-hmm. I, I think so. I think that's where he's at. He's that kind of star who's going to open IP that a Taylor Kitsch type failure is not going to be able to open. You know, he can open an IP, a Candyland movie with uh, Chalamet's could do a lot better than a Candyman, Candyland movie with Joel Kinnaman. Uh, Pat, could he finally crack Stretch Armstrong? Oh, that's the big one. <laughs> can Chalamet the do- guy to do yeah. that? Chalamet cracking Stretch Armstrong would be like LeBron coming to the Knicks and winning yes. a championship. Like if that yes. movie is a hit, it's the same thing. Yes, yes, an entire. He would be a god voices. forever. Chalamet yeah. would be a god forever. Yes, yes. So, uh, is this was this in on Harry Minahan's radar? Is this too young skewing for a little bit? I think he's I think he's a little like his dad, who was always creeped out by the Gene Wilder movie. I understand it's a great movie, but I I was just always weirded out as a kid. It felt very British, obviously, to me as a mm. kid. I didn't quite understand. I didn't like the guy in the candy store singing. I didn't like that that mom song. I hated it. Mm-hmm. But Wonka. I did not like the remake. So I'm I'm like an anti Wonka guy I, I think that agenda might have been pushed maybe a little too hard did you were you uh anti johnny depp's wonka being based off of michael jackson when that came out bit. at the time okay yeah a little bit though i'm starting to showtime had a and look this is not a tv podcast you know no huh? of course i'm saying huh huh but uh, Showtime had a good documentary on the 40th anniversary of Thriller. So I am starting to reconsider a little bit Michael, J- Michael Jackson, the artist, the best I can. Remove okay. him from the man. But yeah, a little bit. Like, you know, I was a, I, that was kind of, I was starting to get depped out at that point too. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, where was the guy from Donnie Brasco? Another movie that I'd like to see. Could Timothy Chalamet play Donnie Brasco right now? You know, I right. don't think so. I don't think so, but who knows? Maybe. Well, the, I mean, with Leo, that was kind of the movie that, the really Departed. put him over the hump was departed. Yeah, yeah. he became a, he grew, he grew up. We saw him. We thought, oh, okay, yeah. We, he's kind of got some. He's doing those uh, lifts in the. Pr- I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah we're, we're we're okay here. We're gonna yeah. Be okay. yeah yeah. When he when he beat those two guys' asses in the convenience store, that was kind of the moment when we were like, you know what, he ain't a kid anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. True. Yes. And, and I don't think Chalamet's there yet. I've watched Chalamet eat a human being on screen, right. and he still felt very pretty to me mm-hmm. you know he didn't feel like a, a true man eating another man he felt like a boy eating a man yeah right that's not good yeah yeah um this movie's a musical mm-hmm. and it there's been a lot made of you know this movie the bean girls movie color purple the advertisements are kind of trying to hide that these are musicals and do we think that is going to affect the legs at all that now people are discovering that this has actually been a musical the whole time. Uh, I feel like people think they don't want musicals and then they like them when they get them. So yeah, I, mean, I think the original, the original is a musical. I mean, right. you know, yeah, no, I, I don't think that's going to scare people off. No, I don't think so. If they, I mean, it seems like, I think as I didn't see the audience score. Maybe I did. Was it an A? For, yeah. for for Wonka, for Wonka? yeah, I think yeah. it got the A minus. So oh, A minus, okay. Well, but, but people like it, so no, I I don't think that's gonna. Uh, no, I don't think this is like Dear Evan Hansen or anything. I think it'll be fine. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it seems like that year, a couple of years ago, really scared Hollywood about advertising musicals because you had Dear mm-hmm. Evan Hansen in the Heights, West Side Story all bombed within right. about six months of each other. Yeah. Um, I, I think audiences like musicals in general. They just weren't ready for it. It was COVID. People didn't want to be sung at. Right. At that point. I mean, I, I think you nailed it is that there was all that fear of like what is coming out of people's mouths and traveling in the air. And there's a Pavlovian response to seeing people singing, even if they're on screen. Mm. I mean, it's like the train coming at the people in the original, you know, the original film reel is that they're thinking that there's spittle when Mm. there's not spittle. And I think this is super positive. If Wonka does really well and color purple does really well, you know, people we could finally put to rest the like this pandemic is ongoing which it i mean COVID is always going to be here i'm not listen i'm not getting i'm not going to try to step in anything but uh, uh, of course when the robots are walking the earth they'll still be they'll, they'll still, still be, be COVID. COVID. Yeah, yeah absolutely but i do think that this is a positive step towards us becoming more of a communal uh country and nation again because we're not afraid of the imaginary spittle that we think is coming out of wonka's mouth mm-hmm. i was more- going to the theater right. and embracing it I was more concerned watching Dear Evan Hansen because we were told the elderly were most likely to die from COVID. The lead in that movie was so old. Yes. I thought when he, I thought this poor kid gets, this older gentleman gets COVID, Evan Hansen. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, he may die on screen. And, you know, it seems strange. I didn't want Julianne Moore and Amy Adams to watch this old man die. I was very right, concerned. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, we saw this together. Clayton cried at that movie I've because of that very reason. Sure. It's scary. scary. Yeah. Old people was, scare me. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's a scary thing. Yeah. 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 I was like, that's going to be me. Uh, but yeah, years. I mean, that's just, <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. But you know what, Chalamet, he's youthful. So we don't have that same fear as we did Absolutely. with the lead of Ear of Enhanson, who's, sure. I, I I think, in hospice at this point. He, he must be. It's been so mm-hmm. long. He's 96 yeah. now. Yeah. I just saw that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so Wonka is going to be a big uh, movie over the next few weeks. I mean, this is, this is one of those that, I mean, has a chance in, it's third weekend could be making 25 million. You know, it's like that, that, that kind of thing because, and I think let's get into, we want to get your take Kirk on some of the movies coming out the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. It looks like the movies coming out on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I see a lot of potential bombs here. I don't know if there is a surefire giant hit opening in the next, you know, December 22nd and then on Christmas uh, Day. Um, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. I mean, that's that's the big one that was supposed to be the surefire biggest hit of December. We've been talking about it. It feels like a movie that no one cares about. I mean, have you heard anything different? Is the Barstool audience excited for this movie? Is it the Stoolies? Silence. Total in total apathy. It's, it's like everyone finally got together and said, Oh, we don't actually have to see these movies. Like if they're not good, like we're all set. It happened. It had a run. Uh, mm-hmm. and nobody's, I think this movie is going to bomb like spectacularly. Like it's mm-hmm. going to be again, one of these bellwether moments, but I think people know, I think even the studio knows this one's going to tank. I saw Momoa say the other day that this is going to bomb basically. So yeah. it's, it's, it's dead. This movie has got zero chance. Yeah. yeah, that's rough when the, the star is out there oh. promoting the film and basically saying, I can't imagine they would want a sequel. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. Not good. 
Yeah, it, it felt a little bit Momoa talking about Aquaman felt a little bit like the next thing he was going to do was announce a Kickstarter campaign for Aquaman three. <laughs> right. You know, because like it's clear he wants to do it, but he doesn't think that the financiers are going to put any money behind. It. It's like it's almost as if this is like a Zach Braff film at this point. Right. It feels like one of those Kevin Smith ones where I'm like, yeah, I'm, I am not going to I'm not watching this thing. I'm all set. Yeah, I've, you're not going to go. The, I know the jokes. Yeah. You're not going to go on the the road show, but Jason Momoa then is doing a four hour uh, talk after every screening of <laughs> Aquaman: The Lost King. Right, right. He's going theater to theater. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, but it's going to be a disaster. But like to me, like again, I want all every movie to do well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But this is a lesson that, that to to Clay's point earlier about the cheaper movies. You know, just like put some. You don't have to just because a movie does well, you have to bang out a dumb sequel, right? Like you could take your time. Like it doesn't, people could wait. If Aquaman two was better and came out two years later, everyone would be fine. Like mm -hmm. the world would keep spinning until that movie came out. So I don't, I get the pressure, but geez, I mean, when I, I'm hearing it. I, I've never heard one syllable from a human being outside of this podcast on the, you know, on the street. I have friends who were big movie. No one is talking about Aquaman two, not a syllable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it, this franchise is kind of taking the trajectory of the original Aquaman franchise in the Entourage verse. Entourage, it's true. Yeah. First one, billion dollar hit, giant hit. And then the second one, just, you know, obviously in that one, the big problem with Entourage Aquaman was it lost its star. Vinny Chase didn't mm -hmm. come back from the sequel. They had sure. Kevin Smith write the sequel instead of Andrew Kevin Walker. So That's famously right. a lot of problems. Right. But it feels like Aquaman 2 is just a doomed enterprise in every universe. Yeah, if you don't, if if Hollywood doesn't, you know, learn the lessons from Entourage, then it's mm -hmm. just going to be doomed to repeat them, these mistakes. And I think it's time to dust off those DVDs, Hollywood, and yeah. watch all all the seasons of Entourage. Yeah. And the movie. And the right. movie. Which did got Yeah, right. Yeah, It did bomb, but you know what? Clayton and I, we were there opening night, Thursday midnight <laughs> showing of Entourage. Yeah. And it Brown was, it out. yeah, it, broing it out. It was us, two other friends. Sure. And then, uh, and then four Middle Eastern guys who were basically Middle Eastern versions of us sitting a row behind us. Mm -hmm. And we mm -hmm. all looked at each other and we nodded and we knew what we were about to do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Game on. Hell yeah. 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 They were in track suits. Yes. And when a trailer for the movie Paper Towns came on, one turned to the other and said, paper towels. And yeah, they all laughed. And we were like, these, we're are, these are our people. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're, we're home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then we all were like, I guess Ronda Rousey is not going to be a movie star. We mm -hmm. all agreed. Yeah. Um, so another big movie opening next week that, I don't know, to me, it feels like it has no buzz beyond being made fun of online. Anyone but you, Sydney Sweeney, Ooh. Glenn uh, Powell, rom-com we think i mean um, sweeney gets babe of the week though uh, yeah right that's a slam doing oh kirk say wow, wow. what's going on well, well, no, Not no, 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 no 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 to me uh you know i'm, I'm a gentleman in his 50s now she, i, I yeah. can't I, I i i certainly she seems like a lovely woman okay. but uh but yeah oh yeah sure for the barstool guys no there's a lot of memes of like she'll there'll be a twitter picture of her in a bikini somewhere and then someone will meme like a guy like like 
his tongue is like falling off or he's, yeah. he's being like he's being like carried off a football field or something. So mm-hmm. I would say right now she is probably I think she's probably number one though for like wow. the 30 and under guys. But it's funny how that works. Like you say Chalamet, the teenage girls will flock to the theater. You're right. Teenage guys, they're not, I mean, they're they got other places to go for that. Yeah. That's I, mean, they, I, I, I don't mean to be graphic here, but there are places yeah. they can go, you know. Right. I'm not gonna right. sit here and list them, and we all know I could. Sure. But uh, that I do think is, I mean, that's that's a big issue with this movie is that why are they going to go see this movie? That sort of looks like a cheap Netflix sort of knockoff if they can see other things for free in other places. And, t- right. and also like a 18, 19 year old guy does not want to go see a romantic comedy either. No. So it's right. you're kind of and I, and look, I, I you know, I thought he was fine in Top Gun Maverick, but Glenn Powell to me is not screaming charisma i get he's a good looking mm. guy but i'm not i'm not sensing it from him I, I i don't think we're with this guy for the long run i think he's gonna wind up like he'll be on like uh whatever csi louisville or whatever when, when they okay. when they have a new one like in four years he'll be doing that wow predicted him to go to television that is yeah. that is damning but you know what we didn't even think glenn powell when we were talking about who's going to open a lawyer movie in the next four years and mm. yeah he's not in that he's no. not in that uh, situation yeah with this movie uh, young guys are not going to be into it just for sydney sweeney we've you know they've got other urls they could go to but uh there was the thought of would this be something that connects with women you know the taylor swift going audience that they see this trailer a couple of months ago mm-hmm. doesn't feel like that it does feel like like you said clayton people are kind of waiting for this to be on netflix mm-hmm. um all right here's a movie for guys Iron Claw. Now, obviously, this is not the expectations of your Aquaman-level movie, but I've been saying this, Clayton and I think this, amongst these indie Oscar-bait movies could actually end up with one of the higher box offices. And what do you think there, Kirk? Is is there any barstool buzz about the the Von Erich wrestling Um, family? Yeah. I was in Chicago, Barstool Chicago, this week uh, doing stuff, and a couple of guys had already seen it. Um, they had some screen out, screen out there. They said it was great. Um, as somebody who grew up in that era with the Von Eriks, uh, I'm super into the story. I know it very well. I've watched documentaries and read stuff about it. Uh, obviously, it's, you know, I don't know if it's a movie you're going to want to watch twice, but I mean, it's just going to be so depressing. But I mean, I think it looks, my question is, is it good or is it just people who don't know the story are seeing it blown away by it? If you know the story, is it going to be like, I mean, is it going to be like that Netflix, like Ted Bundy movie that Zac Efron that was in that was kind of like fun to watch, but like mm-hmm. not actually that good? Right. I don't know, but like the the, the reviews are great. So I'm, de- I'm, de- that is a guaranteed uh, theater appearance for me this coming weekend. Oh, wow. That's huge. Yeah. I, I think this is a guaranteed from the BO boys. I mean, yeah it's, yeah, it's, will the people, will we go there and bump on, when they have Ric Flair come on screen and we're like, this guy doesn't look like him. That woo right. is off, you know, yeah. or are we going to bump on that stuff? But the, the regular audiences, probably that won't bother them. Probably not. Yeah, no. I, and I hope it's, I mean, I have pretty high expectations for it. I hope it's good. Uh, you know, I, I'm like, yeah, I think, I think it's going to do, you guys compared to something a week or two ago, I forget in terms of total box office uh from a movie a year or two ago could it do that business but like could it do 12 15 million total that would be that'd be pretty good you know they're gonna run in the theater for a while yeah i i that's what i'm thinking i think if you look at all of these 
you know, salt burn, poor things, and, and then right. these these sort of going, you know, American fiction, which Clayton and I just saw last night and liked a lot. Yeah, I think Iron Claw could end up breaking out to the mainstream more than any of those Oscar bait art house films, you know, especially if Efron gets some some big, you know, there is slight Oscar buzz for him. It's a tough category, best actor, but you keep hearing. Oh, maybe he gets in there, you know, right. or maybe he gets maybe he gets to the point of when he doesn't get it, it's it's considered a snub. And I do think that kind of buzz could get five million dollars extra worth of box office. That's his best hope. Uh, yeah. Sandler uncut gem situation yeah, where right. what do you remember from that year? You remember you don't remember who was in the actual category. You remember the snub. Right. Yeah. And if you can have a year, if twenty twenty three is the year Zac Efron got snubbed. That is great for Zac Efron. Yeah. And I think this movie is bringing back something that we haven't seen in a long time, the good old-fashioned male weepy. This is mm. a male weepy. This is a movie where men can go and they can cry because it's yep. about their fathers. It's about their brothers. It's about wrestling. Right. It's real to me, damn it. Right. You know? Right. And yeah, I, I know think, this is a TV movie that I'm going to bring up, but is this a Brian song? Uh, listen, Ooh, when's the last time we had a Brian song? I don't know. When, what is the last Brian song situation? I mean, Maverick was sort of a father, son. We, right. I mean, I cried at that movie because of the whole Creed father, one, son. Right. You know, Creed well, is yeah, not I mean, going to do Creed. Of course, Field of Dreams was, you know, after Brian's song. But yeah, but that's 30 four years ago, whatever. Yes. So. That's the thing. Is this the Renaissance for the male weepy? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, that's will, a great. Will it have though, which Brian song kind of does feel the dreams definitely does. It's weepy, but and same with Creed, but uplifting. I don't get the sense when this move, I, I mean, I'm sure they'll finish that in a way. They'll, I, I don't know. Cause this is a really, re, if people don't know, really yeah. as depressing really. as it gets like yeah. it doesn't get worse than the von eric family so yeah, yeah yeah there is one of them that is alive so yes. if you really if you That's really make it seem like right? i don't know i think is efron playing Kevin, Kevin, right? the one who's alive okay so then if he that's is. the case that guy's alive He'd win at the end of the you know faces the whoever uh you know who would that be the one of the free birds at the end and, right he uh, beats, you know, uh michael, michael hayes, hayes right yeah. gets the win and then everybody goes home happy maybe yeah maybe. maybe yeah i mean listen it's a movie you could say that he slammed andre the giant at wrestlemania you know you can true. make up whatever true. so true. they, they could throw a happy ending on this That's um true. i got two more that i just want to get your sure. opinion on before we get out of here so uh George Clooney directed another movie, The Boys oh, in the Boat. This was a big book. I mean, is is George Clooney at this point a complete, no matter what the property is, sign to stay away from it? I mean, this book, this best-selling book that's so boring, is, you don't know if you can hear this or not. That's the sound of my dad trying to get out of his casket to go see this movie. This was born mm -hmm. for my late father to go sit yeah. through this terrible looking. Like, I'm watching this and I'm thinking, George Clooney has actually managed to pull it off. I actually think uh, Good Night, Good Luck's a good movie. Yeah, I actually think the Chuck Barris movie, the Rockwell one, uh, Confession of a Dangerous Mind, is even better. Mm -hmm. I actually feel like he's gotten worse each movie as a director. Yes. Like yeah. it's almost impossible. Like I don't, yeah, I don't know what's left. I, I can't. Why is he doing this? Like he's a he took his career very seriously for a long time. The Michael Clayton, 
descendants, sort of uh, Syriana era, whether you like them or not. Serious guy doing serious movies, but always mixes in t- terrible directorial decisions throughout. Yeah, Suburbicon. This man directed yeah, Suburbicon. Yeah. Leatherheads. Right. George Clooney is Monuments sort of like Kevin, Kevin Smith. Yes. He's got yes. a very Kevin Smith-esque sort of right. career where, of course, Chasing Amy, the pinnacle of it. Mm-hmm. So that was his third movie. Third film, yeah. And then after that, it's pretty much all been trash. And I've, I've seen almost every minute of it. But still, I mean, I think Clooney is a Kevin Smith. But he was an actor, though. He would even mix in like the Ides of March, which is flawed, but still interesting. And the one with Jesus, the one with Bullock in space, gone blanking. Um, it made a zillion dollars. The, the oh, one we knew. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, uh, gravity. 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 Yeah, like, you yeah. know, when he would do that. He's not even doing that stuff anymore. Like, he's doing, look, the one with Julie Roberts did well. But yeah, I'm like, what interests this man who took pretty, worked with pretty serious filmmakers? Why does he want to do It's the boy in the boat, right? Is that what it was? It was about rowers rowing against the Nazis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, I would rather see him do the, a remake of The Boy in the Plastic Bubble, the Travolta film. Bring Travolta yes. back is an older guy in a plastic bubble. Travolta yeah. now. Who wouldn't go see that? You're going to need I, a bigger bubble. That's true, but still, Travolta in a bubble rolling around. I'd, I mean, I'd be into that movie. Samuel, see, that's, the legacy, that's the legacy sequel I want to see. Right? Yeah. yeah. I, I think, though, the director for that is you reteam uh, Travolta up with Fred Durst again. And oh, Durst sure. Right. That's, that. that's inevitable. Right. That's a good point. I didn't think of that. But yeah. boy, I, I bet you I'm forgetting two or three Clooney directorial one i'm sure i'm forgetting them but like oh he did the one with affleck a couple of years ago the tender bar oh dread just so boring like what? yeah we couldn't get through what? it i couldn't yeah. either I, and i read the book I, like, well, I, I, don't, I don't get it I, my wife and i started that and then ended up watching it just fast forwarding to affleck scenes and yeah and that good. was a yeah so yeah. we we got through that in about like 26 minutes and that that was you know it's a good it's a fine episode of television it reminds mm-hmm. me, I mean, like, I really liked the um, uh, Unbroken. I thought it was a really good book. Mm-hmm. This reminds me of that boring, added, like, a, I'm just a complete hagiography, just an absolute suck fest. And it's just like, who who needs this in their life around Christmas time? Give me the Von Erics. Give me yes. Give me death. Give me blood. Give me world-class wrestling. Yes. Give me Rich Flair. Like, just, just make it down and dirty, you know? Go, yes. go, set up a bunch of idiots on the boat. Well, let's get out of the boat and let's end things by getting on the road. Any interest in this Ferrari movie? It's it's Michael Mann has a movie coming out in a week and a half. This seems wild to me how little we have heard about this. You know, this feels like a movie that should be a slam doink, huge movie. Yep. And it's it's being put out by Neon. That seems to be the problem here where this is they finance a $100 million movie, but they are like an A24 type studio that just has no idea how to market something like this or had no money left over to market it. But right. have you heard any buzz on this Ferrari movie? Some good reviews, like early ones. This is one of my mm-hmm. probably like five favorite directors. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I like Black Hat. You know, I like Miami Vice. So I, I'm mm-hmm. I'm in. I'm going to go see right. it. It's interesting, you know, Driver's working with all these really good filmmakers and nobody's going to see these movies. So yeah, I don't yeah. I, like, you know, I mean, his next movie is the heat sequel. I think or it's, it's a, you know, it's one or two movies yeah. away. Like, you know, if you had told him before the driver would be in this, you know, he would do even, even like I said, Ridley Scott does some bad ones, but he tried that. Mm-hmm. You know, the weird, I think the weirdest movie anybody's done the last five years is that dinosaur movie. The driver did 65. Yeah. It's like 26 minutes long. It doesn't fit into his career arc at all, but 
I, I, I'm definitely going to go see Ferrari. I have, I have hopes for it, but like, you know, kind of like when I read the Heat novel, the sequel one, you know, yeah. mixed. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Man, he, Adam he too. He too. That's another one. That's another Gladiator yeah. 2 situation. Feels right. like. With really, Austin Butler? Too? Yeah. 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 Adam Driver feel is starting to feel to me a little bit like Alec Baldwin in the early 90s. The jury. Where it, yeah. he's almost becoming now a better SNL host than he is a movie star. And he's a great actor. But like you yeah. said, these movies aren't connecting. You know, I've, Marriage Story is the one where like, if this if that came out in the '90s and got a theatrical release, I feel like that would have been a hit movie. Obviously, it was a Netflix movie, so it right. had no box office. But yeah. yeah, he just he just doesn't have hits. But he's he's good SNL host. So you I think know. he was a great like character actor in the '70s and '80s. But now because I guess because he was Kylo Ren, I, not, I guess not. He was doing stuff before that, but he's become he keeps getting these leads with these huge budgets and huge, dire huge directors. And he's never drawn a dime on his own. Like I'm, I'm right. glad these movies are being made, but I don't like, I don't think a movie's going to make any money. Like this yeah. is not, this is not Ford V Ferrari. Like this is not, you know, that's what we were saying. Of course, right. it's like missing one key ingredient, which is the Ford and the V. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Um, so, I mean, a lot of well, big movies coming out the next few weeks. Can I say something though, really quick? Or can I move? Of course, we know really your quick. time is very hey, important. No, I'm good. I'm good. We were talking about movies that were coming out Christmas, and there was a big thing that happened on this show around Thanksgiving. So, I would you like to speak upon the big things that weren't coming out of Pat on Thanksgiving, which was his kidney stones? <sighs> yeah, that was tough. Talk about Brian's song. The two of you together in the hospital reminds me of Billy D. Williams and James Conn. I have to yeah. think that if that was filmed, yeah. people would be crying over that. I've yeah. I have suffered. I'm a fellow kidney stone sufferer, so I've been there. Okay. Like I, I, we, we, you know, it's it's. What, what what show did you you guys watch? What 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 show did you watch them? An entire season of Seinfeld? Is that uh, we watched watch? season four of Seinfeld? Yeah, season, that, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's the that, kind of bonding that you just can't. Like as a wannabe old boy, I know. Mm -hmm. You know, you're just never going to be part of that bond. Like, you're not going to be at the Thanksgiving meal. You're not going to hold his hand. You're not going to laugh at the Elaine, the, another bad date. You guys are laughing. George yeah. says something inappropriate. Like, these are things that you just can't get yeah. in the middle. And, and you recognize it. You acknowledge it. And you just mm -hmm. say, look, these guys are on their own little mission. They're going down the river together. And once in a while, I get to jump on. Yeah. Well, you know what? Listen, Kirk, we, we've uh, we've loved uh having you on this year and 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 for you know this all happened over the last year it all started with no hard feelings i think was the first yeah, correct. you're on correct and who knows maybe someday whether it's me again whether it's you again maybe whether it's clayton's first the three of us could hang out together and and help the other one pass a kidney stone unbelievable yes. i will say he's he, i mean i remember when i had it uh, first i had this pain in my back i thought what the hell is going on here and then i started sweating it's, it was like uh that scene in airplane where they where they say all these things leslie neal says all these things happen to peter graves and he just collapses mm -hmm. that was exactly how i was feeling i, I didn't it was pain like i've never had in listen i'm not i'm not here to you know I'm, I'm i'm not here to say this but the doctor told me that it's more painful than a woman having a child yes oh from the doctor who was a female yeah. who had yeah. children I'm just uh, look, look, look. You know, uh, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, Kirk did definitely say that. Yeah, I said that. I said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, listen, a woman doctor. Pat, said would you it, like to go on record in saying that? I will go on record as saying that that female doctor said that it's more painful than right. I'm not so, correct. Uh, uh, yeah, I will also go. Yeah, on I'm not going to name the doctor, but she did. She did. She had had kids. She said that. So yeah. 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 So there you go. Maybe the three of us someday will do it on air. It'll be sure a big rating stunt. Drink a lot of water, Pat. I'm drinking. I have been drinking a lot of water. Okay, I've been good. just peeing nonstop. Right, and uh, that's the rest of my life now. Yep, just yep. that's me too. Stop being, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So very exciting stuff. Obviously, email us the boys podcast at gmail.com if you have any uh, any boots on the ground reporting, or you want to talk about your kidney stones. The boys podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on social media at the boys pod. Want to be our senior intern, Christopher? Just killing it with the social clips. So listen. Yeah. Kirk, your show, you guys, you're 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 out there killing mm. with your clips too. I'm seeing mm. clips all the time, but I mean this this uh this guy wannabe O senior intern Christopher, he's definitely someone to keep keep in mind. Oh, he's, this, this he's, he's yeah, he would be a star as a lawyer in one of these films for sure. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. Mm-hmm. And he's um, doing all this while doing keg stands. It's unbelievable. No, it's yeah. wild. He's a Sydney Sweeney guy. He's ready. Oh, oh yeah, yes. that poster is up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Question. Yeah. Um, it's on the ceiling. It's on the ceiling. It's not on the wall. Yeah. Where else? Where so else of course we're our YouTubers. This episode is on YouTube and we're going to have more web exclusives. I, I think we've got an unboxing coming up. Clayton. We got, I, I got a gift mm-hmm. from Zibber relations co Jeff Fox sent me something. We'll wow. be unboxing that on the YouTube web exclusive. So look for that. And Kirk, what do you have going on? in these last couple of weeks hmm. of, of the new year on the Kirk Minahan show. I know you had the surviving bar stool. Huge yeah. Pay-per-view hit. Tough loss. Was, tough loss. Yeah. Tough yeah. loss. Did very well. Got moved yeah. to YouTube because of me. Yes. Um, but yeah, um, that did well. Uh, nope. Last week of shows for the years this week, we'll do a show every day this coming week. Uh, then we're off through the new year. Then we're back. We get a lot of live shows next year. Um, yeah, I mean, just the usual stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, will, will there is New York a possible uh, location for a Kirk Minahan show live show? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of cities, as you know. Mm. Um, so I'll probably be a little be off the beaten path. But I, I would not be surprised if I did a. I could do a show in the city, maybe in 2024. I would, obviously, you guys would love to have you guys there if that happens. Of course, uh, absolutely, of course, it must. Yeah, we'll, that's a must. And we gotta yeah, see. Yeah. I would like to see a movie with you guys some point in 2024. Yes. That let's okay. That is a guarantee. And right, if well, one of us passes a stone during, all the better. All the better. Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. In track. Yeah, I'll stop. Yeah. Here's what I'll say. 2024. I'm stopping drinking water, just so we can have this experience. There yes. we go. Stones for Clayton in 2024. Nice. That's like huge. Like That's it. huge. He has no idea what he's in for, oh, but wow. we gotta let him do it for the ratings. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so look out for that, everyone. Uh, the three of us will see a movie together next year. Possible New York show that that we'll be will mm-hmm. be going to. It's, it's going to be a huge year. Thank yeah. you, Kirk, for being Anytime, part baby. of the Bo Boys. Anytime. And uh, Clayton, I think that's it. I think we've done it. I can't think of anything else left to say. No, nothing. Except for until next time. Will smell you.